Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week we'll be looking at all things Game Week 3 and looking towards the hopefully sunnier shores of Game Week 4. We'll be looking at pookie parties, barns, trains, canes, planes and Alexander-Arnold automobiles. But uh, I know we'll be doing all that with two big faros on my back and that's... They're red. They're as red as a baboon's arse. Speaking of baboons, my podcast partner in crime, Seamus, how are you getting that? What a segue. What a segue. Oh, I could see the little smile would come across your face as you realised, oh, I've got the perfect little segue over here. Red I'm arse. good. I'm yeah. good. Despite my red arrows and, like yourself, back-to-back reds. Did that intro like, cheer you up a little bit? It warmed my cockles. Oh, fair enough, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, game week uh, three is done. I think the two of us are not impressed with our FPL scores, but we're happy to be in front of the mic and getting it all off our chest once again. And uh, before we continue any further, I want to start this podcast with a, in a solemn tone and offer our deep, deep condolences to Mr. Eric Braz Penning, who we completely neglected last episode, uh, and we neglected the FPL Hangover Mini League too. He was top of that. And for that, we, you know, we're deeply sorry, but we won't be forgetting it this week. We're actually going to kick off the show with it, and we're going to kick off the show with a big congratulations to Mr. David Sexy Sexington, Barstool Prophet. He's top of the league now, Seamus. Yeah, he was, uh, he was beaten by Eric in game week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric was like a new entry, came straight in to the top. Uh, knocked uh, David off by a couple of points. Looked like David was going to be top, but David has uh, re-emerged this week at the top with a great score of 65 points this week. Put the captaincy on Sterling. Yeah. Um, what did he do? He, he was on the Pookie. He was in the Pookie party. I believe. Yeah, he had Pookie, KDB, Martial, Salah and Sterling. Like his midfield cleaned it up and he had heat and goals. So, I believe if memory serves me correctly... He is up to rank 237 in the Irish League. Maybe 272. There's a two. It's rank 200 somewhere. Whatever rank he is in the overall Irish uh, FPL managers, he is number one in our hearts, James. Yeah. Correct? At yeah. least for this week, anyway. Yeah. And as always, whoever finishes top of this league at the end of the season will win a prize to be determined at a later time. Uh, right now, we're probably too busy trying to sort the mess out that is our teams and try and actually yeah. get into the top 100k. Every season, every FPL season, it's like moving house again. Do you know, you've still got a load of shit in boxes. You're still trying to find the perfect spot to put place, uh, put things and, you know, unpack. So, yeah, we're still in the early stages of the FPL season. But, uh, no, things aren't looking too good. And shame is Just for us. I mean, for the guys in... Guys in the FPL Mini League hangover, hangover, FPL hangover podcast Mini League. Boom. It's a mouthful. It was going to trip you up all season. That was yeah. my plan. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the guys, uh, top three, they're the top three in that Mini League now. We're all in the top 20k. So yeah. they're all off to great starts. Ian, who was top game week one. Yeah. Um, From our own private Mini League. Yeah, he locked into it this week by missing the de- transfer deadline. And his captaincy remained on Salah. Yeah, the prick. Two but goals. Eric and uh, David, both captains, Sterling. Um, yeah, so there is plenty of nice sunny fairy tales out yeah. there to to kind of brighten the mood up. But I do want to bring it down a bit. I just want to get into the dark depressing section right yeah, now. We can't go straight into the depressing stuff. We have to at least yeah. mention that. Oh look, there is some good out there, and now our teams. Yeah. <laughs> mm, cue scary music. But uh, tell me about your week, Seamus. How was it? I know you're the lesser, uh, happier of the two of us. 
Except not English, but whatever. <laughs> Me no English, good. Mm. Yeah, it was um, very, very average. Uh, I got 46 points, which was two above the average score. Uh, game week rank of something like 2.8 million. Um, I'm now on 173 points, which is about 951k in the world. So I dropped down about 200k. Um, How are you feeling with that week? Like, Are you... Are you kind of at panic stations yet, or are you just taking on the gym? Like, uh, I am. You <laughs> I am a bit. I am getting itchy trigger fingers. I, I'm kind of thinking maybe I should just rip this team up and, you know, yeah, you know, activate the wild card. And do I want to? We got questions about a lot of these things later. You know, yeah, uh, I about think the, the premium defense and things like that. Do I want to move the players around? And but right now you're just kind of mellowing and and basking in the in the L. You know the. I'm trying to just remain calm. I'm okay. just trying to kind of go, you know what? Let me think about this a bit more and not be influenced by these uh, price changes that are happening. There's a lot of transfer movement. Pookie got nearly a million new transfers in last week. He went from being under 5% owned to like in the end of game week one to yeah. like 20 something percent owned now. So yeah. And he's up to, I think, seven, 6.9 due to go to 7 million and probably be... 7.1, 7.2 before the next game week starts, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's, this is Monday night, and uh, I think he's due to go up tonight. I think Abraham's is due to go up tonight, looking at FPL statistics. So there will be more price rises. As you're listening to this later on, if we're referring to a player and we're saying Pookie 6.9, he could well be 7.0 by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. My week wasn't too dissimilar. I got a grand total score of 52, but I did take a minus 4 this week, the first minus 4 of the FPL hangover season. And, uh, yeah, that did not pay off, but I'll break that down later on. I thought that did pay off, you know? No, I was a couple of points down on it. But um, I got 52, so my overall score was 48. It beat you. That always makes me a little bit happier. Yeah, and you were a couple of points ahead of me anyway, so... I've extended that lead from four points to a massive six now, I believe. Yeah. But... um, all in all, the week, no, I, I've seen myself basically drop down to an overall rank of 650-odd thousand. Okay, well, I mean, like, if I'm six points behind that, you know, I could nearly half my rank with maybe seven points. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I know where exactly I could get seven points. Where is that? Maybe on my bench. Yes, yes. And uh, speaking of your bench, why don't you start breaking down your team a little bit for me here? Uh, I'd say this must be one of the sorest points here, is it? The bench? Points on the bench, yeah. Yeah, it is cause, only because it's two weeks in a row. Um, obviously, a lot of people were in the Lundstrom camp last week yeah. with the 14 points on the bench. I was one of those. He was rooted to my bench, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't count the Lundstrom one. I never really considered him getting a clean sheet. And the, the... No, but when you've got consecutive weeks where you've less than 50 points, when you're seeing points on your bench, it's a bit sickening. I don't really care if I, there's a six-point clean sheet on my bench yeah. if you know I've smashed you know 70 or 80 points but yeah and a low scoring week for those not in the know Seamus who was exactly this mystery seven pointer it was our friend Todd Rod and Todd Cantwell oh yeah Um, just brought him in last week to facilitate getting in Harry Kane so that was there were my two moves last week uh, Todd and Kane in. Are we going to just call him Todd? just call him Todd I feel like I'm on a first name I was going to go with a whole Cantwell Canwell joke Oh, well, better, maybe I should call him Cantwell, so... Okay, okay just so, just so yeah. you know, we can get Team that me up later on. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> but Cantwell, he got uh, seven points and he was on your bench. He scored two- after two minutes, man. He, I was watching it and yeah. I was laughing my balls off because uh, I knew you had him on your bench. And uh, But your two transfers last week, go through them again for me. Oh, yeah, I took out my Bournemouth players. So I took out Wilson and I took out Fraser. Uh, they were playing Man City, obviously, and that wasn't really expecting too much from that. Brought in Kane uh, for Wilson and uh, Cantwell. It's uh, I got a bit of grief off some people in our um, in our WhatsApp group 
group there because I was giving out about starting the season with three premiums, said it was unnecessary, oh, and then I went for a third premium. My reasoning for that being that now we know who the cheap enablers are, the likes of Cantwell, mm. um, the likes of uh, Shabayas, uh, for um, and McGinn and stuff like that, that may that we can actually go for them now. Interesting, but I actually now I did not know that you got a bit of grief in the the WhatsApp group that I'm also part of, so that goes to show how much attention I put into things. But uh, it was something I was going to ask you because you know you're known for your. You're flip-flopping on this podcast. I don't give a shit after your hazard uh, tale last year. Um, and then this preseason, something we discussed long and fucking hard before it all kicked off was, is three premium players too much? This was one of the questions uh, thrown around on Twitter and one of the ones we discussed in great detail. Um, and you were like, you were fully sure two premiums and then you fill out your rest with, you know, uh, kind of going heavy at the back is the tree premium thing do you think it was wrong then or are you just going to like no I only ever you know was going to use the data that we collected after two weeks I never you were definitely because you gave me shit for Kane I think starting off with three premiums now obviously starting off with three premiums in game week one so like Kane, Sterling, Salah would have yeah. worked out brilliantly because Kane got 13 points or whatever he got in game yeah. week one can't even remember what he got but that's hindsight yeah um, the thing I didn't like about that is to get the likes of Kane in, you're going to have to have cheap enablers, and we didn't know who's going to be a good cheap enabler for 4.5 or 5 million or 5.5. There was no obvious candidates other than Donker, mm-hmm. who you didn't want to play anyway, considering that Wolves are starting off in Europa League. And then Donker isn't exactly prolific in front of goals. Exactly. He gets into good positions, arrives late in the box, and can get some attacking returns. But if you see two, three attacking returns over the course of the season, that's probably what you're expecting. Yeah. I think he is underpriced, but anyway, I don't get bogged down in the Donkey stuff. Um, but now that I was like, saw what Norwich were doing mm-hmm. and Cantwell, who got two assists in game week two, I uh, was very impressed with him. I was like, okay, this guy looks like he's got to be brought into my team. Cantwell can well can score well. me points and uh, brought him in. But I never brought him in with the intention of starting. No, but you did say it was like a last minute decision. I it was. Yeah. And it was FPL Crypto who actually kind of in a conversation with him. Uh, it was Are you passing the buck right now? No, he talked me into starting Cantwell, and I was like, "Yeah, of course, I'm going to start him. Like he's just way more attacking. I got to put him in there." And I was also like, "You know what? He could be good coverage if Pookie does something. Yeah, you know, he could be the guy passing him the ball. That could be nice coverage because I went without Pookie this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something... then at two minutes before deadline, I said, "No, Lundstrom is in. Um, they're at home. They could be very good at home. I did still think that um, Vardy would do, but I just kind of got a bit." I just panicked a bit and I said, you know what? I'll put Cantwell first on my bench. I looked at the stats on Fancy Football Scout and I realized, I think I was swayed by how attacking Lundstrom's stats had been in the first two games and his XGI and stuff like that and his average position map. I was like... He's... So basically the stats swung you? Yeah, the stats kind of swung. I mean, Cantwell's stats were good too, but I was like, mm, they're he's... playing Chelsea. And he's 4.5 midfielder I don't know there's almost like how many 4.5 midfielders do you usually get returns from yeah but I but then again I'm playing a 4.0 defender instead of playing 4.5 attacker that's the reason why but then you gotta factor in and I said it at times like you gotta factor in that he gets minus points for conceding a goal yeah Uh, so I was like anyway I, I, I panicked I changed it and then I realized afterwards, like, why did I do that? I mean, I put Lundstrom in there. I'm hoping Perez scores. I have Perez in my team. So I've just backed a player from each team in that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be happy if either of them does something, you know? So, so the I connoisseur just... of Cantwell basically bailed on him at the last minute. Yeah, I just dropped him at the last minute. And uh, those seven points sat on my bench. And in a week where 
I had only two attacking returns, two players, Salah and Sterling, which most players have. Mm-hmm. Captain Sterling, 15 points for Salah. Uh, it was a very average week. Everyone else got me two, you know, Kane, one of the guys brought in who I very that was one of my things I was happy this with. Is, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. It was like because I knew the Cantwell situation was going to be a bit of a kind of pain point, but what hurt more, Kane not delivering, you know, or Kane, Kane. not delivering hurt more because that was my transfer in this week. Yeah, well they were both. Well, they're both my transfer in, but I never brought Cantwell in to start. Yeah. I, when I brought him in, I said, you know what, I'll play him in game week uh, four against West Ham. And I'll bench him against Man City in game week five. And then they've got some nice games and I'll play him in those. Yeah. Um, and I did like how he, Lundstram and Donker all had nice kind of, they rotated well, the three of them. So, yeah, uh, Kane not doing anything was a real pain. I, you know what? As soon as I saw Ericsson didn't start, yeah, I kind of was like, this is going to be bad. And as soon as I watched like 10, it was the only game I watched this week, like from start to finish. And as soon as I saw him dropping so deep to get the ball, I was like, not this again. Oh, not this again. Yeah. Well, you must have been extra fucking pissed off when the what I imagine everyone assumes should have been a penalty wasn't given. Yeah. Because I was watching that, like I said, one eye on the television while I was working. And uh, I saw the VAR replays. And I was like, oh, well, that's a fucking penalty. And I was like, brilliant. Kane's going to get his poxy goal and, you know, probably get a, a last minute uh, brace. Do you know? So... Yeah. I, uh, in real time, I actually, well, like, I, I kind of missed in real time whatever I was doing. I was looking away or something. But when I saw the first replay, I thought, oh, that's probably not going to be a penalty. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, that's obviously going to be a penalty. Yeah, he falls down. <laughs> I, it looked to me like he, the defender just fell yeah. and Kane just looked for contact. That's my original assessment yeah. of it. It's yeah. like, oh, he's looked for contact. He's seen he's fallen there. He's going, oh, I'll just lean into him and say he took me down. But looking back, it's like, no, defender well, falls and Kane is literally just has no choice but to fall yeah, like, to defend. Exactly. Defender. Kane is running alongside him and the, the defender brings him down. It's like, that has to be a penalty. So. Yeah, I can see both sides of the argument, but I've gone from one side of the argument over to the other, and maybe it's biased because I have Kane, but yeah, I thought that was a penalty, and I thought there was a lot of VR decisions that didn't go the way. Yeah, but that they was just a, stuck with the original decision. That this was week. the story of the weekend, I think, if you ask me, it was VR, but we, that's a different podcast, and that's not something we're yeah. going to get bogged down in. But in regards to the Kane thing, like, look, I didn't have Kane this week. I still thought it was a penalty, and I was fucking shitting myself for the whole weekend. I just kept thinking, it doesn't matter because Kane's going to fucking score a hat trick against Newcastle, and I don't have him. So when he did buck kiss, I was like, oh. Yeah, I just put my, put my eggs in that basket when it didn't happen because it was either him or KDB, yeah. which is the transfer you made. It week. is, and I'm glad you led us into that because Kane is your biggest, uh, your prick of the week in terms of FPL. Mine is, it's it's kind of two pricks, Trossard and Dunk, and it's mainly one incident. So I suppose the prick is Var yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, the two lads uh, that let, that that got affected by that were Trossard and Dunk. So, you did your two transfers last week, and you chose a premium player. You did it in two moves. I had that similar option this week where I was looking before mm-hmm. even the last spot. I'd made the changes, and um, and that's what put me off. Go because I still had to decide whether I was going for Kane or De Bruyne, mm. and you had gone De Bruyne. I was like, well, I want to. Don't want to have the exact same team. Our teams are already similar enough. I was like, fuck it, let's go Kane. Yeah, I think this is the first time since we started recording where I was like, oh, bollocks. Uh, I'm actually giving away my uh, my decisions to Seamus. You know, I'm making his life that little bit easier. But no, I did go to Bruyne. I made three changes last week, a mini wildcard as, as it's known in the community. And I got out Robertson. I downgraded Robertson to Wamba Saka. So that was a two-pointer for a zero. I swapped 
Perez for Trossard to make my 0.5 up, and I upgraded Fraser to Kevin De Bruyne. So I was really looking for returns from De Bruyne and Wamasaka this week as my transfers. With the Trossard thing, he basically took my the replacement of a punt that I had in Perez, someone that isn't massively owned and I hope can and can uh, can deliver points. But in relation to the po- the pain point that I was talking about was him whipping the ball in. Uh, defender trying to clear it, not leaving the box, and Dunk smashing it into the back of the I net. I saw Dunk's goal only on match of the day, like today. Yeah. Um, and when I saw that he had scored, I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, I know he doesn't score, so this is obviously ruled off. Yeah. Didn't even cop with me that Trossard would have got the assist. Yeah. I watched it live and I was like, get out of town. Trossard looked very good, though, from the highlights, though, as well. Uh, he did create a few a few chances. I think I heard he created three chances this weekend. So. He did. And I mean, like, look, in terms of what my transfers came out with this week, I'm down points. I don't I think we talked about it before the pod or maybe during the pod. I can't remember. It's all going so fast, James. But uh, I think I'm down a handful of points. Basically, Robertson's two for one, Bazaka zero. I didn't expect United to concede. I thought you were up points when I mentioned it earlier because I thought you had got Mount and KDB not Trossard no, no. I did talk about Mount but I'm still unsure about Chelsea's uh, Chelsea's um, midfield and rotation and what he's going to do although I do think Mount looks a lot more nailed on but um, more nailed than Barkley anyway yeah far more nailed than Barkley but yeah so they were my transfers and that was my biggest pain point of the week but looking back at you know one of the big kind of FPL moments this weekend that neither of us had uh a part in playing we kind of alluded to earlier on and that's the Pookie party something that neither of us picked up any invitations to we both said no we can wait await Chelsea how are you feeling now Shames about that decision are you ready to to, to fucking you know oh I've got my invitation crash? sorted oh, for the invitation. week yeah I've made my move this week and uh, Jota to I did it uh, this morning I meant to do it last night and then I just fell asleep uh, before I made any at night yeah and I woke up uh, and I was like, oh no! I actually woke up and I was like, oh, I gotta check to see has there been any oh. price changes last night. I, was like, I bet you this Pookie bastard's gone up now. Um, he hadn't, and uh, I could still afford it. Just about had Jada knock on down. Uh, He's no, down to six well, I on, see he they went they changed on Saturday night, I think. Yeah, Sunday morning, and I missed those price rises, so I cost myself point two because they Oof. both went yeah, one yeah, yeah. direction each, I think. And yeah, I. I uh, thought he was going to go up again. So, yeah, it cost me... I had just the right amount for it because I left 0.5 in the bank. So, Jota is out. Uh, we have questions on Jota here, which we can yeah. discuss in a while. Um, but, yeah, actually, we, we, since we're talking about Jota, yeah, uh, the Trout with no crack on Twitter, at, F, at, at the Trout underscore FPL. Limerick lad. Limerick lad, I believe. Uh, I maintain, I feel he's um, blind by boat club. No. I reckon that's his... his um, He's alias. He's alias. alias. No, yeah. I think he just really likes Blind Boy. Maybe. He's called a third rubber bandit. Oh. Yeah. Do uh, some fucking research before we start recording. Oh, I reckon Jesus. it is. Well, he's not going to admit it if he is. Yeah. <laughs> fair um, enough. Fair enough. That's a good point. But he's asked the question, is Jota a troll? And I don't know if he's a troll because he's doing bits like he's having a decent season. He's scoring in Europa League and things like that. Yeah. But just Wolves is too hard to predict where the points are coming from so I'm coming off that and I fully expect he'll score next week or the week after yeah I mean like in terms of whether he's a troll or not I definitely don't think he's a troll the fact that he's scoring in the Europa League is something you know uh, yeah. I think you you know Wolves had matches against Leicester and Man United uh, leading into this week and if you take in the Burnley match it's like 
based on how all of those teams have played so far this season, they're three tough matches. Leicester looking decent, United looking decent, and uh, I think... Um, Burnley looked very good in that match. Burnley should have won that match uh, quite uh, quite convincingly. They missed a few chances. Um, Jota, I don't know if he did really much or anything in that game. Nothing. I think there was a chance where Jimenez hit the post and the rebound came to Jota and it was blocked before he could uh, get anything off, but... That cost me my Pope clean sheet, which would have been another four points in the 95th minute. Yeah, that actually was another shot and Friday moment for me this uh, weekend. Was your Pope clean sheet going out the window? And a lot of people's Pope sheet clean, Pope sh- Pope clean sheets. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> out the window. So, he's yeah. Highly owned. He's fairly highly owned. And yeah, sure, look, what can you do? I mean, that's... Uh, there's other people affected as well. There is bitter pill to swallow, but like looking back at what we're talking about in regards to Jota, and I mean, at the start of the season, you know, he based on his preseason form, I think it was hard to ignore him for his price point, 6.5. Him and his was that 7.5, kind of that million deer. But looking at Wolves' kind of upcoming fixtures with the likes of Everton, Chelsea, and Man City, all in the next five. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if you are looking, there's a lot of six point five forwards out there right now that we could, that we could will be spending the rest of this episode talking about. Yeah, the likes of you know Pookie, the likes of Barnes. I know they're not six point five anymore, but they were six point five, and they're still attainable. And they're close to that mark. Yeah. Exactly. So you can even look towards the likes of Holler. Uh, he's kind of the upper end of that price point, yeah, but seven, like seven point five. Wesley, Wesley, he's six. You Joe know, Linton scored this weekend. He, he did. Although, I mean, there's just a lot of people at that price. A lot of strikers at that price point knocking goals in right now. So, in regards to troll, I don't think he's a troll, but maybe he's a uh, get rid of. Yeah, for me, at the start of the season, it was a case of form over fixture. He finished so well at the end of last season. The fixtures weren't great. Mm-hmm. I trusted that he could, you know, Wolves could do well against any team, and they still can. And their next few games are still quite hard. They're not out of the easy run yet. Into I mean, an like, easy run yet. They're away to Everton now. What say whatever you want about Everton in regards to their attack. Their defense has been pretty fucking solid lately. Yeah. Chelsea, yeah, leaky ass defense. But when you're when you're playing a top six side, essentially anything can happen. Chelsea and, could win that, and that's going to be the game week after the international break. You don't know, like Jimenez is going to be coming back from Mexico, pro- assume presumably, and yeah. things like that. So you don't know how they're going to react after. You know, a break like that. For sure, for sure. I do think um, if you're going to hold on to Jota this week, then you might as well hold on to him until the City game and game week eight and reassess. Do you know what I mean? In terms of, like, it all depends, obviously, on what you plan on doing with wild cards and transfers and whatnot. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to hold on to him against in an away match against Everton, then you might as well play him against Chelsea then because he's got Crystal Palace and Watford after it. Do yeah, so we, we started... This actually was originally asked about the Pookie party, the, yeah. you know, and we've, we've gone into Jada because I got rid of Jada for Pookie. I thought three weeks was enough, um, you know, and I thought Perez was the other guy I was looking to get rid of. And they have a decent game this week so, against Sheffield, I believe, is it? Convince me of Pookie because I'm not entirely <coughs> sold yet. Based, like, mainly not, it's not because of what Pookie has done because he's, he's made a great case for himself. It's the fact that there are other options out there. And now that Pookie is so highly owned is coming on the Pookie train, this the Pookie party, uh, mixing my fucking analogies over the stage, but uh, is, you know, getting on Pookie at this stage, is that, have I missed a boat? Uh, I don't necessarily think so. I mean, you look at it this way, Harvey Barnes, or not Harvey Barnes, I keep calling Ashley Harvey. Mm. Uh, Ashley Barnes um, has got, what, four goals in his first uh, three games. Um, Pookie has five goals in his first uh, 
three games. Yeah. Um, those are the informed strikers. Uh, I know Wesley scored this week. I'm not convinced by Wesley, although Aston Villa have, you know, a good run of fixtures. You know, they've only got one tough game in the next five. Yeah. Um, the defend or the forward I like the most, one of one of the forwards I like the most is probably Haller yeah. for West Ham. But he's 7.5, so he's a bit more. So I think Pookie is the best of the 6.5 to 7 options, though. And just his finishing looks very, very clinical. Norwich look like they're going to attack. They're going to create stuff. I am a bit concerned that I've got three Norwich players on my team now. That is a bit odd. I, even my, my <laughs> sub-keeper is Norwich, and then Cantwell and Pookie. Um, so you really hope like Ben Dia doesn't go on a fucking scoring Buen spree Dia. now. Ben Dia, uh, oh he looks assist. he looks really good yeah. as well. Uh, but uh, I hope he does keep up his form because then he's probably teeing him up for Pookie. Yeah, <laughs> and we know Pookie from last season can get assists. So I don't think he's just like a one track pony who just from gets the, tapping this game week. Yeah, he got an assist. He got an assist. Chelsea. A goal and assist. I wasn't expecting much this week. Um, I was. I kind of realized the main reason I didn't get him this week. Is I was sick to death of hearing about the Pookie party, yeah, and all these gifts on Twitter yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And I realized I just got to be, got to play it simple. Like the guys scoring goals, they've got some good games coming up. Okay, yeah, they don't have some good games until six, until game week six, if you ask me. Man, West Ham is a good game. West Ham can't defend for shit. They've got Ogbana, Ogbana Diop, Fabianski could have a blinder, but I mean, like that West Ham game. Uh, this week is was the one I was kind of looking at more so than anything else. Man City's hard. Uh, Burnley they'll go for it against Burnley Crystal Palace are rubbish either way you're convinced of Pookie right now and that's all you need to hear I'm not convinced I'm going to stall off a little bit I think mainly because at this stage if I was going to get on a striker I'd get on someone that's interesting me in terms of like someone that hasn't proven yet just someone that's going to be a bit of a differential because Pookie feels alright I I feel like I've missed that I don't think he's this year's Jimenez do you disagree with that? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's going to get more than fifteen goals. I said this last week, and I still don't think that's the case. But he could front load all his goals to the first half of the season. He mm-hmm. could get like ten goals by Christmas. Um, you know, he could have another five goals in his next uh, ten games, and that's worth it for that price. Yeah, for sure. And if you have him in your team, you're not going to give a flying fuck. And for anyone with Pookie in your team, you've probably made the right decision. And you can sell him for a profit in, in a God knows weeks. how many weeks. But looking back at that Chelsea Norwich game, uh, we mentioned him already. Uh, Mason Mount. Is he turning heads now? He's got a pretty definitely. sweet point. Yeah. A price point. like He uh, he definitely is. Really well priced. 6.0. He's probably gone up now. Is he 6.1? 6.2 or something. Yeah. Uh, he has got a knock though. He does. He's got a bit of a yellow arrow. arrow and I'm hoping that will slow down the uh, the price changes this week. Yeah. It's very volatile. Um, I don't have any any news on that. I don't even know what this knock is. or It wouldn't matter. Uh, it's fucking it Monday. So it's going to all change by the time the game week kicks off anyway. Yeah. We'll have more to... information by then. But I think he's a really good option. More of an option than Barkley. Pedro got injured in the warm-up, I think. He, he did, that, yeah. And Barkley came in. But Sheffield United, Wolves away and Liverpool in the next three is that do you think he can pick up returns there I mean the Sheffield United game you gotta be looking like that's for his price yeah. yeah, he's definitely worth it Six. I mean if you're gonna put 6.0 on Trossard mm. or something like that then 6.0 amount is fine as well that's I mean exactly. if it doesn't work out you could take it out like I'm wasting a position there with Perez at the moment so yeah yeah no, that's exactly why I was asking why Mount has my interest is because while Trossard's a bit of a punt um, you know he does have Man City this weekend and Mount has uh Sheffield United and I'm going it mightn't be too hard for me to swap but we'll see I'm getting ahead of myself no that was the Chelsea Norwich match Uh, I do think Tammy Abraham is worth talking about as well definitely I know we're kind of getting bogged down this match but there was a lot of FPL 
uh, highlights in this 12.30 kickoff. And, I mean, Tabby Abraham scoring two goals for a 7 million striker. We talked about a preseason. He has the number nine shirt. I think Frank Lampard wants him to be their their uh, leading man. And I think two goals against Norwich hasn't done him any harm. No, definitely agree. He's started two of the first three games now. We were playing the wait and see game. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say with Batshuayi is. Maybe he's third choice. I Giroud. couldn't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> but I wanted to see who I was it going to be. Giroud I couldn't was give going a bat shit be Batshuayi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't give a batshit why. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very good. I it's like it. tough to improv, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, it, he looks like he's not in the equation. It's going to be Batshuayi and Giroud more so Batshuayi. Yeah. For seven million, more so Abraham. Um. Well, more so uh, yeah. Tammy <clears throat> excuse me Tammy Jammies more is... so Tammy Jammies is... I know I'm not calling him Tammy <laughs> I love it I love it uh, he, he played brilliant he did and he scored two goals I do think the second goal was a bit like how do well, keep Krull could be doing better there it was so far uh, Krull is only a mediocre keeper and yeah. it was his first ever goal from outside the box but his movement and everything outside of that was, was excellent we did we talked about though you know 6.5 strikers 7 million strikers and we didn't really mention Abraham because everyone's focusing on the likes of Barnes and the likes of Pookie I mean, Pookie is essentially the same price as Abraham now. So with Sheffield United up this week, I think it's a valid punt in terms, not a punt, but it's a valid kind of, if you wanted to take the road oh, yeah. less traveled, as uh, some famous poet would say. Well, I'm I'm very wary of using uh, up all the questions we have here before we get to the drunk tank section. But that was a question at FPL Rossi asked this week. Tammy Abraham, good option. Uh, yes or no? And I was like, I have to say, yes, he's a good option. He's price if he was eight, nine, eight, eight point five, nine million, I'd be like, I'm hold off maybe. I'm not convinced. But for seven million, definitely. Oh yeah. Well I mean he's I mean the thing is I'm hoping to roll my transfer this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, while we're on it, like what are you looking at doing this week? You've made your transfer, that's it. That's You're stuck it. in. Pookie for uh, Jota and I've nothing yeah. more in the bank. I was considering taking a hit, going minus points and getting I'd lo- I want to get rid of Perez. And there's players around that point like Trossard, yeah. Mount, players like that, but um, I'm probably just going to hold off. Fair enough. I mean, you're not going to. Yeah. I don't want to take a hit when he's got a decent enough fixture against Bournemouth. And you don't seem too convinced either, which is always a sign of maybe just kind of playing a little bit safer. But I'm uh, maybe thinking of playing it ultra fucking safe, Trojan condom safe, and uh, playing it with, you know, rolling my transfer until after the international break and having two you know, two transfers to come into because yeah. I think you just don't know what's going to happen in international break. And, uh, you know, game week three is uh, always kind of been kind of a volatile game yeah. week, especially the week before the internationals. We've we've mentioned it last year. Um, it's always really good to roll your transfer the week before the international break yeah. for that very reason. If somebody comes back with an injury, Harry Kane gets injured, then, you know, people are going to be, like, panicking and going crazy in wildcats. Or if Timu fucking Pookie gets injured. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, fucking... Uh, he's got no midweek he's games. He's been called up to Finland. But he's got represent. no midweek games this week anyway. So, I mean, like, anyone in our squad could get injured between game week. Uh, I wouldn't wish five, injury but. in anyone, but in regards to FPL, it is always a great way to shake up the fucking table. You know, yeah. put the shits up someone. But we've spent so much time talking about Chelsea and Norwich and there's still so much more to talk about. And we talked about all the fucking kind of vehicles you could use in FPL this week and one of them was a train and that was an Ashley Barnes train. Another option we've talked about, but Burnley, they've got uh, some pretty... Interesting fixtures coming up after this week. Now, they have a tough one this this week. So, would you be advising anyone to get on the Burnley train before game week four? Before the international break? At a, with a home match against Liverpool? Uh, before game week four, a home match against Liverpool? Yeah, I've with the international po- break I've to got, follow. I've got Pope. I wouldn't be getting Pope in 
for this game. Oh, of course not. Or no. a defender in for this game. But uh, if you think they're going to be good from gimmick five on, you know, and you've got two free transfers anyway and you're mm. going to burn one, yeah, you know, get in a Bernie defender or change your keeper if you need to. But um, I like Pope. I'm looking forward to this game being out of the way. I think he'll get save points. Um, Bernie have set off really well, which we kind of discussed preseason. We thought they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy with how they've done so far. It was so close to getting another... Well, I was, that's the, like you must have been thinking Ashley Barnes over Pookie. Like they, that, that yeah. was something in your head, no? Well, I was waiting uh, for Burnley's fixtures to kind of improve before getting on Barnes you yeah. know, and stuff like that. I mean, they obviously had a good game week one game, but I thought game week two and three were kind of tougher fixtures. And Game week yeah. four is no fucking... And game week four as well. Either. So, yeah, it was kind of a case of yeah, maybe look from game week five onwards. And I think the only reason I've gone for Pookie, Barnes is just a good an option. I just think Pookie will... Mm keep up this more than Barnes will yeah. which is surprising because Barnes is the guy with the Premier League experience and has shown he can do it whereas Pookie hasn't I disagree with you there I think Barnes will be the one that keeps the form up the fact that he's already doing it carrying over from last <clears> season <throat> and I had him last season so he's got a, a little space in, in my heart etched out but um, you know I'm not overly as I said I wasn't really convinced of Burnley's uh, opening fixtures what I do find interesting is the fact that we have top loaded this week's episode with differential picks and I think that stands testament to what game week 3 is in yeah. FPL in the sense that things start you know becoming more uh, illuminated and you start spotting those differentials the likes of Cantwell uh, Barnes picking up form people off form uh, and I think you know it's, that's one of the interesting things in regards to, to game week 3 you know yeah I think we've all settled on the premiums yeah we could sit Most here we could start this podcast talking about Sterling Salah Salah getting two goals this week fuck it let's talk about it I'm delighted he got two goals this week because that will shut he was the highest transferred out player last week yeah Most a lot Salah. of people were go- trying to save the million to go for Mane so I was really looking forward to saying oh let's see what those scores look like but still he's still hugely owned oh yeah he is but I was just happy to really like just stick the knife in anyone that did drop him down to Mane because yeah. you know I don't know I don't know about you. I got asked uh, quite a bit this week, you know, just around the office and whatnot. Mane to Salah, Salah to Mane. Is that is that a viable solution? That one million, and I was going. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? I was asked the same question many times on Twitter when I saw saw wildcard teams because yeah. most people that did it were using a wildcard. I found for sure, and it makes kind of a bit more sense because you're not using a transfer yeah. to save just one mil. But I get you. Go on. And uh, that's I was kind of like, look, I get it. Can the question there is, can Mane cover Salah? And I think we saw last year that he kind of can. He can yeah. pretty much. I mean, he can't cover him one hundred percent, but he can cover him ninety, ninety percent or so. Cover him eleven point five million percent. Yeah, he can save. <laughs> he can save the one million. So I was kind of like, you know what? Mane starts the season really well. Scored what? Two You've goals said the that season before. Every episode this season, uh, that, he fucking yeah, does, man. You still don't have him on your team. <laughs> I know because he wasn't available. He wasn't going to be available game week one. But like, it's too late now. I've got my team. Unless I'm wildcarding. If I was wildcarding, there's a really good chance I would have got Manny in for yeah. Salah. But I'm just going to stick with Salah right now. Well, that's the Salah Mane one, and I mean, I'm not going to break down the Arsenal Liverpool match too much further. One thing I will note is that a Liverpool uh, lost in their clean sheet, and B Pepe looks like he could be interesting. If not in this FPL season. Mark my words, we could be talking about him next year uh, once he gets his head fucking screwed out of there properly. Second week in a row, I've had a match on at 6.30 on a Saturday, so I've missed the 
evening, the, the, big the Saturday evening game, so I didn't see it. I only saw the highlights. You must have been second. I mean, I talked about the Schadenfreude moment in regards to Pope losing his clean sheet. That was nothing compared to how happy I felt that Liverpool lost their clean sheet. Because when you've gone minus four, and one of your transfers was a Liverpool defender out, Robertson down to Wan-Bissaka, and Wan-Bissaka has a zero-point return, to be looking at what would have been a six if I had... You know, that that's a real sickener. Yeah. So I left work at seven... By the time I had reached the top of the street, Liverpool had, uh, you know, lost their clean sheet. And I was just like... Beaming. Beaming. Yeah. yeah beaming. But uh, is it worrying you as a Liverpool uh, kind of owner of two Liverpool defenders, should I say? But, like, is it worrying you that there's three clean sheets lost in a bounce? Or you're just like, meh, it's not the biggest fire, well, biggest concerns as you? That is one of the questions we have here in our drunk tank. I'm just... Oh, that's a drunk tank question? Yeah. Seamus, do you think it's time for... Is it a good I... segue into... Mm. Okay, yeah, let's do it. It's time for the drunk tank. Okay, so, yeah, that question has come in from FPL Zebra on Twitter. Premium defenders keep or sell. So, I mean, that is your Liverpool defence right there, isn't it? Um, Another question that's kind of related as well is FPL Rogue who says, is the 5-3-2 experiment over? Is is 3-5-2 now the essential formation. See, they're the questions I like because, I mean, that is exactly something I wanted to ask you you about in terms of, we've already kind of discussed the three premium forwards and I do think that three premium question was mainly answered by people's defences because it was the defence that they were looking to cut money in. If they were going with three premiums, it was usually by not having your double Liverpool or whatever and you could get in with Man City with 5.5, you could get in with United with 5.5, Chelsea with 5. So there was options with big teams whether or not the five three two formation for me it's over i think i'm only going to speak personally here but i think uh i got swept up in the safety that was five big defenders because i knew these defenders you didn't though I well, you, like ne- you didn't have five premium defenders you dunk he's not I a had premium ederson defender as a goalkeeper um, i guess you get me yeah. i had ederson i had robertson van dyke and dean that's four premium defenders how often do I start the season with four? Yeah. I know I said five. But yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what I would say is I don't think I was never on five three two. I was never play, like okay. That being said, I played five defenders this week by starting Lundstrom yeah, over. And if you played five last week, you would have had Lundstrom's points. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I've been playing four four two. That's what yeah. I've been playing. Because the Lundstrom is my uh, fifth defender. Uh, and I don't have a premium keeper. I have Pope. So I think five three two is dead. I just think, you know, you can get a playing four point defender. If, even if it's not Lundstrom, I know he's gone up right now at 4.1 or 4.2. It could be 4.2 by the end of it. Yeah, so you could get one of these other guys. You could get Kelly, you could so get Hanley or whatever. So so you don't think 5-2-2 was ever really the formation? I think some people were playing it. But people who had premium defenders, I haven't really seen too many teams. I've seen a couple of teams that I thought were silly where they had two City defenders and three Liverpool defenders. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, certain podcasts are trying that strategy and I don't. I never really agreed with it because you're missing out on a Liverpool forward position. Well, one when I mentioned being swayed by having three Liverpool or having uh, that amount like of defenders, premium defenders, basically it was one of the rules I broke was my own cardinal rule in terms of don't have two from the same team. Do you know, now I know Liverpool are kind of testing that rule this season in the sense that their fullbacks are almost like midfielders. Yeah, they're Robert, like wingers, you know I mean? man. which is true. And I'm not saying I won't go back to Robertson, especially that he's going to drop to six point nine, and I can collect that smooth, you know, point one. one. He nearly scored this weekend. He did, yeah, and he's nearly scored a couple of times. And 
I think and the real question is if I was to go back to a second Liverpool defender, which just on the point we're on about is a completely valid option, would I go back to Trent? Because Alexander Arnold's automobiles has gone on and fucking picked up another assist this week. Yeah. It's uh He's getting assists. God damn it. I keep waiting for him to be dropped any moment. I just know how much I Klopp... I thought this week he'd be dropped. I just know how much Klopp loves uh, playing Gomez. Yeah. He wants to play him centre-back, but Matip has been playing really well last season, and he's come in, he's kind of... They looked more assured, I think, with Matip than Gomez there, because I think just Trent gets forward too much, and I think Matip knows how to cover Trent going yeah. out of position. So you think Gomez is still a threat to Trent? Yeah, mm. I do. Um, I don't know, maybe after Christmas... That- that's the real question. When I'm, you look at Trent's points versus Robertson's, it's going. If he even missed one in five games, that's a good point. You could be right. It could be better off going for Trent. And if he doesn't play, he doesn't play. Um, and then you just get points off the bench for whoever. It, it that's didn't affect Sterling last year. Do you know what I mean? Sterling was dropped in a few matches, and he still fucking ended the season as one of the top FPL point scorers. And I said at the start of the season, I think um, Trent will be the high sp- uh, one, that, like the high scoring defender in the game this year. So yeah, maybe I think premium defenders keep or sell. I would say keep Dean. It, it comes down to it. Keep Dean. Keep one Man City defender. And keep one Liverpool defender. So like what? That's three. So yeah, I guess I'm saying keep. Um, I'm keeping. Yeah. I'm keeping two Liverpool defenders. I'm keeping Zinchenko until he loses his place. Which could be any week. Now. It could be any week. But like I'll let him lose his place and then I'll, I'll start that. I'm not going to try and that preempt could be that. A wildcard solution, you know, or at least maybe a nail yeah. in the head. What I don't want to do is I don't want to use a wildcard taking out premium defenders and then not be because then I won't be able to get them back in. Yeah, that's why I'm holding off on the wildcard. Um, and that's pretty much that question with in regards yeah, to the thing. Yeah, is the formation dead? I don't know if the question or I don't know if the uh, formation was ever really alive. But I think three five two four four two is the way to go. I don't think three forwards is go is going to prove to be value. I, I think, think there's actually a lot of value in the three forwards at the moment when you look at the cheap how cheap you can get in on oh, some yeah. of them. Unless you go three unless you go three six point five yeah. forwards or seven. Something points. I wasn't doing. Could like, do that. A lot of people still have a Greenwood or a Wickham on the bench and uh yeah, maybe they should be looking to upgrade that and, and bring in a third scoring striker. Yeah. But surely you've more mail in the bag than that, Seamus. Yeah, look there's other ones there as well. Like uh, Zebra also asked as well as the premium defenders, is Holler a good option? I think he's a really good option. I won't spend too much time on it. Norwich at home, Villa away, United at home, and United aren't doing really well this season with teams that are going. I don't think they're going to do really well with teams that sit back, mm. which is what Crystal Palace did this weekend. They're grand when a team like Chelsea comes in and attacks them and they can just counterattack. And Wolves were kind of like that as well. They were able to kind of counterattack Wolves. Um, but you don't... Uh... But I think like they will struggle against teams that sit back and have to... They have to just... You know, they don't have space to counterattack. Yeah, Things and I that get will counterattack you. against I mean, them. In fixtures like Norwich, Aston Villa, Man United, Bournemouth, and Crystal Palace, Man United are the top six team. You actually don't mind playing. Maybe yeah. Dame Chelsea or Arsenal, but like so they have a lovely run of games. Yeah, they do. Um, and I think Haller is the one that interests me the most out of Bit all the pricey, forwards. He's a bit on the pricey side, um, but we, is he a good option? Yes, he's a good option. Will I get him? It's, I'm waiting and seeing again on that. But uh, I would, if you got the money. Maybe yeah. put it in there. If it was me, I'd probably give him another week. Because he's only scored in one game week. And, uh, but he looked really good. He like, did, I think he's a better But looking... they were playing Watford. And Watford aren't fucking much of a team right True. now. I think he just looks like... Of all the kind of new strikers to the league, we'll say like Wesley, Moisey Keane, Joe Linton. Mm-hmm. All those guys around the same price point. I know there's a million in the difference in some, in some of them. He looks to be the best. I have barely seen anything of Moisey Keane, so I can't really comment too much. Yeah. Um, Wesley, 
looks okay. Oh yeah, Pookie is the other one, obviously. Yeah. I think he looks as good as Pookie. And I think he could prove to be valuable. West Ham are a good attacking team as well. And being so. honest, if I was to go on a striker right now that wasn't Pookie, it would probably be Wesley. Do you know, I think he's got his goal now. He's broken his duck and he's got a sexy-ass run of fixtures coming up. The sky is all blue. Crystal Palace, West Ham, Arsenal, who we know are leaky at the back, and Burnley Norwich in the next five. That There's goals in those matches. Yeah. Um, trying uh, lightning around a couple of these other questions here just to get through them. because we have Oh, yeah. So, uh, FPL Uncorked asks, is Cantwell a viable fourth midfielder? I'm just going to say, as a fourth midfielder... I have him as my fourth midfielder, I guess, because I have Dendonker and Cantwell. So I guess I think he's good, but I wouldn't be looking to be playing him week in, week out as a fourth midfielder. Yeah, I think as a fourth, he actually is a viable option in the sense that with their fixtures in mind, they have some really nice fixtures. West Ham, Burnley, Crystal Palace, and Villa in the next five. So is he a viable option as a fourth midfielder? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah, okay. Next question. Um. FPL Chieftain, I think, is getting ahead of himself. He's asking for potential Martial replacements so, um, because Martial has a knock. Uh, he also asks, uh, will we give Burnley assets a chance, which we've kind of already answered. You know, Barnes is a good option. Yeah, uh, and I don't defender. think he's getting ahead of himself. I think, in the words of Roy Keane, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Good point. Did you know? Well, so, Martial replacements, anyone that interests you? At that price point, I think you got to be looking at what you want to do in an as an overall picture. Uh, are you completely comfortable with your team? Are you looking at wildcarding? Because if you are, then Martial's price point is a perfect enabler to drop down or to, to go up, depending if you're looking on the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, who's a name we've kind of skipped by this week, and I'm sure we'll come back to. But uh, in terms of replacements, I don't know. Well, I thought last week when I got rid of Fraser, who's the same cost as... Uh Martial. Did Martial start at 7 or 7.5? I think it was 7.5. Yeah, so same price as Fraser. I was thinking, get out of Fraser, up to De Bruyne for 2 million by saving money elsewhere. And if you could do that for Martial, um, I'd recommend that if you don't already have De Bruyne. But if you're trying to look at guys closer to his price point, I kind of, I can't recommend him because they're playing shit. But Crystal Palace have like three lovely home games in the next four. If you could get onto Zaha, if you could time it with Zaha or Milievich, in the next uh, few Oof. weeks, if they actually hit a good vein of form, there could be points there. But that's a big, that's call. a big ballsy move to kind of go yeah. for. And I, you know, that just I a name know. to put out there. I think Zaha will come good in a while, but I've seen him start the season slow and go like ten game weeks before he starts in attacking track, uh, get attacking returns. Kind of a bit of a flow yeah. going to it. Fair enough. I like Trossard. I like Mount. That's a big call, and as you said, Trossard Mount. I think with Marcia's price point, it's either a go big or go small right now go down to someone like McGinn who's another uh, cheap midfield option who's delivered uh, you know 5.6 I think he's gone up to now mm. the likes of Cantwell that'll save you more money Um, either that or go up go up to the likes of your Kevin De Bruyne do you know yeah you could go for your Norwich midfielders as well like uh, Anderson Yarmolenko that's Lanzini oh yeah well that's or West Ham, West Ham excuse me Lanzini is definitely a name that I think uh, we talked about you know kind of pre-season he's someone that I think has consistently performed in the FPL but is you know always injured so he's you know when he's on the pitch he's always a threat it's whether or not he's actually going to be on the pitch is a big question with him so if you start seeing a you know a decent run uh, kind of game time with him he's someone I'd be looking at he yeah. did get an assist this week for the penalty so we've got two more questions there just go through them quickly right um at that FPL he says is two free transfers and a minus four hit in other words three transfers uh, is that worth this for week 4 or should he just go full wildcards? He kind of 
has problem differential players like King and Perez misfiring at the moment. That kind of ties in with another question we got from uh, Barry McNamara. He also says, is it too early to take a minus eight? So what I would say is, it's not too early to take a minus eight or a minus four for that matter. Um, I wouldn't just play a wild card just for going minus four or even minus eight. I just do it because I'd rather save my wild card to, you know, if you're taking a minus eight and you're taking out, as I said, Liverpool defenders and you're kind of restructuring your team with that. If you balls that up, you're going to need a wild card to fix that again. Um, now, trust your decisions at this stage, you know, and just kind of go, right, I'm going to take that minus four. I'm going to take that minus eight if it's needed. The caveat with that is don't be moving on fringe players. Don't be taking a minus eight to get rid of the likes of Perez and King. I'll be taking a minus eight because you've gone with without Sterling and you've got to get Sterling into your team or, you know, you've done something like that. Or... Yeah. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. It seems to be kind of one of the running teams of this episode. But I think it is a bit late in the sense that if you're going to go minus four, it was probably last week you should have done it. Um, my issue with it doing it this week, a minus four or a minus eight, is that you're coming international, into, into an international break. So shit always gets changed up uh, in the first international break of the season and you come into then kind of going oh this player's on form he scored two goals this guy's jet lag this guy's this so if you were hitting it mainly a minus eight that's the thing that's catching me a minus eight going into into an international break uh, can you not just ride it out for a week and then wildcard if you need to because mm, at least it. you've got it out of your way to, out of the way then see I don't worry about kind of the week before an international break if somebody was saying should I go minus four or minus eight you know between game week four and five you know, for game week five, I'd be like, I'd be worried about that because like, what if you get somebody in who is injured yeah. and then you can't make a transfer? If you get somebody in this week and they get injured on the international break, well, then you just take that person out with your transfer the next week. Yeah, but I'd only advocate minus four or minus eight if you're making long-term decisions and I don't think it's really wise to make a long-term decision with the international break looming. Yeah, but sure, like the, even if there was no international break, somebody could get injured the following week. Yeah, I know. That's how many one. How much? What does that raise by on an international break? Not just injury, fatigue. Yeah, but you know, honestly, delays. how much does it raise by? I think it's been overvalued. I mean, we do this every year, and how often do we get injuries on international break? Well, Not they that happen. Often. They happen. But I think the main thing is how much of a point hit. What a point hit can actually do to your team. It's not necessarily the injuries I'm talking about. It's like, well, you'd need to be kind of doubling down on them not being injured do you get me is it yeah. like not coming into that kind of loosey-goosey period where you're going i'm just saying for so this one did... week i if you could hold out minus four yeah that's not going to fuck it up uh too much but if you could like a minus eight for me that's almost wildcard time hmm. because at this stage of the season your wildcard is worth a little bit more uh because it just becomes less and less uh, as the season goes on and uh or as the first half of it goes on as you proved last year, do you know what I mean? As I and as I proved the year before that, do you know? So uh, as far as I'm concerned, I wouldn't be advocating it. You seem to be different. Well, well there you have it. It's as clear as mud. And that's what you're. That's why you're the yin to my yang, James. All right. Well, that uh, that probably didn't answer anyone's question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, he ever answered it. Last question, so right. This is uh, and this is one I'm interested in. See what you would say. All right, sure. Renegades FPL. They want to know: Would you rather finish top 10k but get well beat by me? Okay. Or would you rather come top 50k and comfortably beat me? Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about getting a top 10k rank, but I got a better one. I got a top 5k rank. Or would you rather go, you know what? No, I'll take finish ahead of Seamus, but a lower overall rank will say top 50k. It has to be me beating you. I don't really give a shit where I come if you're behind, uh, especially by a lot. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Coming top 10k to me means nothing if you come top 5k. 
Do you know? Because it's like, oh, well, the only reason I fucking play this game is to rub it in your face. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've gone with the same uh, answer there actually. Because originally I was thinking, oh, a top ten k finish that'd be that look nice on the old CV there. Um, that's what you're kind of trying to get every year. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no. I mean, what, what are we in our in our own mini league? You've got five. You're the five time champion. I'm four time four time champion. champion. Yeah, defending so, champion. Yeah, if uh, if you win this year. Uh, even if I come tank, top 10k, then it's 6-4. to four. No, I need to claw back this year to make it you know, level you by do. the side. So, no, I'm going to say I would rather a top 50k, which is respectable. Um, that's my minimum aim each year, top 50k. Top 50k is more than respectable. There's people out there now. I know it's not saying much because every country mother has an FPL podcast these days. <laughs> but there's people out there that are, have, have FPL podcasts that have never broken the 100k. And you're like... What the living shit are people listening to you for? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean that's just I'm like, that's where I'm going with in terms of like the top hundred k, top fifty k. I'm like, yeah, you can have a lot of, you can have a pretty decent season. Do you know, it uh, is getting harder and harder to finish higher though with the more people playing FPL and the more knowledge and pods and the, out there yeah. and Twitter and stuff like that and stats that you can get a hold of. That's a good thing though, isn't yeah. it? Really no, it is. But I'm saying like that puts it even makes it even harder to finish top fifty k. So even finishing top fifty k. You can kind of go, I had a solid season. It's nothing to spectacular, nothing to write home about. We all want those top 10K, 5K finishes and stuff like that. They only happen every couple of seasons. They don't happen every year. But they do for some. Fair play to those guys. Yeah, but, but they're uh, the real champions. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I would say anyway. Uh, Drew or Willie, whoever asked that from uh, Renegades mm. FPL, uh, I got to beat you. That's, I'm I, that's where it's at. going to throw that question right back at them for their uh, podcast. Yeah. I want to know what they because they actually have some decent rankings and stuff. As like especially last year was they a do. great season. And that Kirk lad is he's the real renegade there. He's some yeah mad great old. great fucking score. So I'm going like, would you rather? You know the same question back to you. <laughs> yeah. So answer that on your part there next week, lads. Anyway, but yeah, that's the end of the drunk tank, and we kind of flew through those and took our time with others. We did, we did. But no matter how high someone comes up in the overall ranks, Seamus, there's only one thing I want to know. And that's whether or not they had their balls to the wall. Alright, so we're talking hot shots then, are we? Hot shots, puck fathers, and they're still to be named clean sheets. And that's something I want to address before we continue with this. We discussed it last week. We're going to basically narrow it down to three or four options. We could call it spud sheets. Spuds spud. from uh, Trainspawn. We could. Dirty we're, sheets. These dirty sheets. Almost the opposite of what we're going for. Yeah. There's another kind of thing. We're just coming up with shit tons of them. We're going to narrow it down to a poll. We're going to throw it out to, to anyone that'll listen to us and see what they think. There's a few contenders. Right now, it's unnamed. But the Hot Shots and Buck Fathers, they're fucking not unnamed. And I believe I uh, I cleaned up the you know cleaned up with you this week. Yeah, Game Week 3 went to you. Um, your, your two picks of Kane and Aguero. It was really Aguero that did it, of course. Kane and Aguero... Uh, 15 points beats my Sterling and Mane pick and there was no reason why I couldn't have just gone for Salah and I would have won but sure what of it anyway so you're 2-1 up um, and you've reminded me of something that we haven't discussed Seamus yes. and I know we didn't dwell too much on the Kevin De Bruyne kind of situation um, but the Aguero I picked him last week uh, as one of the hot shots and I didn't pick Kevin De Bruyne and you know Aguero went off and he banged in two goals last week is he an option now? Like, yeah, he's always been an option. He's Aguero. He he's, is, but I mean, I've struggled to fit him into my team. So but you have Kane in your team. Is he not as valid an option as Kane? Yeah, but then I also got to find a million. So like, where like it's already hard yeah. enough to do that. I I just think one of Sterling and Salah. 
or sorry, one of Sterling or Aguero alongside and, uh, Liverpool defender. Now, yeah, I guess I could see if you wanted to drown downgrade on a wild card. Downgrade. Downgrade. Salah to Mane and use that extra million then to go Kane up to. Yeah, do you want to make more noise there with your drink? I could make a lot more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so go Kane to uh, Aguero, you could. But um, no, I think I looked at the start of the season and I was like, Sterling, Aguero, they both do quite well. I don't want to eat up my entire budget with premiums. I'm already kind of going against that to an extent by just having Kane in my team. Yeah. But I'm going to give Kane, uh, I think, a spell of, you know, three, four or five games, see yeah. what points they get out of it, and hopefully get points out of it, move them on, maybe downgrade that again. Maybe I I think I would rather have De Bruyne for nine point six or whatever he's 9. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is. He's gone up to nine point six. Yeah, I think you can't afford to have Kane. Um, you can't afford to have two premiums forwards. You can afford to have one. So if you want to go him off Kane, and I can see why you would, because yeah. he was so deep in that uh, game against uh, Newcastle that I'm worried. I'm just going to hold off. I'm going to give him the benefit out. I'm going to watch closely this Arsenal game. Yeah. Uh, he usually does well against Arsenal and. I don't know. The games after that then are okay. Crystal Palace at home, you think he's got to have a good chance. You can turn the conversation to Harry Kane all you want, Seamus. But the question was about Aguero. And I'm actually, again, the opposite. I think if I was to come off Kevin De Bruyne, and the only way I'd do that would be on a wild card, that would maybe to bring it to be, you know, to bring in Aguero. I think that you'd have to have three city uh, players this year. I think they're, yeah. they look sometimes. Oh, I, I agree, but I think De Bruyne is the the option there, not not Aguero. I mean, I don't think you come off Sterling at all. Sterling's a season keeper. I'm not saying you're wrong, but what might get me thinking differently regarding De Bruyne is how the midfields play out. Like, do more options turn up in midfield where I'm going, I can kind of cover De Bruyne in midfield with a Mason Mount. There's or, always more options in midfield, is the thing. For sure, but, you know, I'm, yeah, you're right. There is always more options in midfield, but... If I can cover them and get Aguero in, maybe there isn't that many options up yeah, front. It's the same logic I went with by getting Cantwell in this week. I got Kane as my premium. Yeah. I was like, there is options in midfield now, cheap options that are useful yeah. like Cantwell, so I can now afford Kane. So you can definitely do it. I just think I would rather have De Bruyne over Aguero. Fair enough, fair enough. Big call. I definitely don't think I'd rather have De Bruyne over Aguero, but I think they're both crazy valid options. Um... That's the hot shots out of the way. Puck Fathers, did I beat you last week in Puck Fathers? Yeah, you did a clean sweep on me last Fuck week. Yeah. You beat me on the Puck Fathers and you beat me on Spuds Clean Sheets. Um, I'm calling them Spuds Clean Sheets now. Well, I got caught back last week, <laughs> so you get Spuds this week. Uh, the Puck Fathers, you uh, you had a really good one last week. You picked Mount last week. That's you why I thought you'd You surprised. Mount. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying you, like, I thought Sun was going to be quids in. Yeah. They're playing a poor Newcastle team. thing with Newcastle, I thought... All the reports were saying that the Newcastle players didn't know, didn't understand the tactics, didn't know what they were meant to do and stuff yeah. like that. They looked rubbish against Norwich. That's not the way it turned out at all. They knew exactly what they had to do. They defended as a unit, and uh, yeah, Sun couldn't get anything. So Sun got two points. Mount got himself a goal. So he he got did. Eight points. He did, and that's his second goal, if I'm right, this season. Yes, two weeks uh, in a row. Two weeks in a row, he scored. Um, in regards to the Spurs thing, yeah, no, that was a big shock for absolutely everyone. Uh, I think Son was a cheap pick last week, Seamus. Yeah. So that's why uh, I didn't go with Son. I went with Mount, and bringing it to this week's picks, I believe you went first. Uh, are we doing the our hotshot picks first, or puff first, or do you want to clean oh, off? I did clean the sheets? same thing last week. Yes. <laughs> we'll clean off the clean sheets. Okay, we'll... clean sheets last week. I. Thought uh, I can't, must have went balls in on uh, Spurs, uh, Spurs anyway. I went with Kyle Walker Peters, has to be five million or under. Yeah, um, he only got two points because they conceded a terrible goal. It was a decant event, 
Um, they need to bring probably back Vertonghen into that team. You went with Mings. Boom. We called on the pod. We said we liked Aston Villa for a cleanie. Yeah. And uh, Mings picked himself a bonus point. And he was only one BPS off picking up three bonus points. Yeah. No, we call, I call Aston Villa for the same reason that I believe, uh, you know, any team playing Everton has got a good chance of having a clean sheet. And that's the fact that Everton don't look like they can score for shit right now. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, me. I think he was the the lesser, uh, you know, point scorer of the two Aston Villa centre backs. Engels had cleaned up. He got a. There's only one BPS in the difference, so like, they oh, could, was it? yeah, it was. Um, yeah, for a while there, actually, Mings was on for three bonus, and then I looked again, and he was down to one. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah so I did. I got Very that close. right. So I won the clean sheets. I got a fucking proper ass clean sweep. Yeah, clean sweep. Um, so yeah, fair play. So you were beating me two uh, one on the hot shots and two one on the puck fada. So I need to win next week. So I'm not chasing shadows like you were last year. Okay, well that brings us to this week's picks. And who are your hot shots for this week, James? Or was it me first? Uh, this week it was me first. I believe. It was you first. Did we do this wrong again? Oh my god. Who? I don't give a shit. They're already picked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you went first last week in the hot shots. So I went first this week. And I picked Aguero. Aguero. Okay, so you followed suit from me last week and said, Mr. Aguero, I'm not picking Kevin De Bruyne. I'm picking you. Even though I said uh, the opposite. Just as a, <laughs> just as a one week, like, if I was going to captain somebody in any game week, it would be over those two. So what do you think? Do you think Kevin De Bruyne is going to get more points than Aguero throughout the season? I think they'll probably end up about the same amount of points at the end of the season, except one is 9.5 and one I is 12. I think if Kevin De Bruyne goes this season without spending some significant time on the yeah. injury table, I'll be very surprised. I think he will. But, uh, no, I also think it's worth saying that I think Aguero's got something to prove this season, you know. The sun is setting on his, uh, his, I, I, his FPL we, we career. We say that every James. season. I think he'll just do I exactly definitely what, did not say that last I week. I think he'll just do the exact same thing he did last year and get the same amount of points. I think the Bruyne will get close. If he stays fit per game, points per game-wise, I think he'll get close to what he did two seasons ago. Fair enough. But you've gone Aguero this week, and I have gone? You've gone Sterling. Fair enough. I think uh, against Brighton City... We're horny for that Brighton City game, aren't we? Yeah, I think I'm like, I'll be captain in Sterling this week, James. I assume we'll be the same. Yeah. Home to Brighton match. Yeah, or at home to Brighton. Like that's... It will be Sterling. Yeah. yeah. And Sterling is earmarked for a lot of the next few next few games. Um, City just look unstoppable right now in terms of scoring goals and picking up three points. So it'll take a lot to get uh, Sterling, the armband off Sterling's uh, shoulder. This week's game with Newcastle, um, was the only reason I didn't... Uh, <laughs> he wears his armband on yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, this week's game for Spurs was, was Kane's audition to see yeah. is he going to be my captain thinking over the next few weeks, especially like that Crystal Palace home game. And he flunked it. So we'll have another look in the Arsenal game. But if he flunks that too, then he may stay in my team, but he won't be captain. And he may come out of my team if he's just not looking good. Fair enough. But and yeah, Sterling would be my captain this week. But um, I don't have Sterling in my team. So that's why I went... Uh, I don't have Aguero in my team. Yeah. But uh, Aguero would be just as good an option. Fair so enough. Got, you, you shocked me for a moment when you said Sterling. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, you had the... Your second pick then was... Uh, you decided Kane. Yeah. So you do think Kane as Which well. Which is what made me laugh there was your chatting. I was like, I, I'm going Kane this week. I think Kane against an Arsenal defence. I think Spurs will be feeling pretty shitty after dropping what you, you know, most would consider three easy points against Newcastle. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm expecting Spurs to come out all guns blazing. Um, obviously that all depends on their lineup, but no, I, I'm, you know, that's yeah. the point of these. Arsenal can't defend worth a wank. So. Not at all. Uh, and it's a derby, and I think Kane's always up for that. He's always good in those games. Uh, I've gone for Salah as my other pick there at home to Burnley. I think that'll be a tough game. Yeah. But I think Liverpool can emerge with a victory in that one. They may not. Um, it, I, Is I'd it not prefer... Mane's turn this week? 
Uh, the thing with Mane is Mane is good at home and they're away. That's oh, okay. the reason I've gone for Salah here. Because I went with I went with Mane last week instead of Salah, and if I just gone Salah, I would have beat your ass. Or be yeah. yeah. So that that's the the hot shots with the puck fathers. You would first pick this week because I had first picked last week. And I believe I went with Tammy Jammies himself. Stop calling him Tammy. Jammies. I won't. I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt it. No, I won't. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Abraham. I've gone with Tammy Abraham for Chelsea. I think a home match against Sheffield United is pretty uh, pretty pretty enticing. Yeah, we said that Sheffield United were favourites for the drop before start season. At home, they might be good. Yeah. Away from home. Different story. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Haller. Uh, backing up the kind words I said about him earlier. Home to Norwich. Norwich. I'm glad that we've both like spent the start of the pod talking about these people because it's like oh, we we've can done just this. Move yeah. on now. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to spend too much. Haller. I'm going to back that. I think he's a good puck father. They're both under five percent old. Yeah. Tammy Abraham. Fucking Haller. I think watch out for him this weekend. Uh, clean sheets. Um, bulletproof vest. BPVs. Uh, what did you call it? Spuds, spuds, spuds clean sheets. sheets. <laughs> spuds sheets. Spuds sheets. Uh, yeah, no, after winning last week, I do get to have first pick. And I've gone with a, you know, basically following the same principle that I did with the Aston Villa Everton match last week. Another team who look completely tubeless right now is Watford. And I'm going with Newcastle. I think Newcastle might keep Watford out. And I've picked Lascelles, 4.5. Uh, fuck it. Two clean sheets in the bounce of him, I reckon. Yeah, I've gone for uh, Soyuncu. Yeah, uh, for Leicester, who's a player. As soon as they sold Maguire to United, I was like, this guy could be an option for four point five. Yeah, and he has played ninety minutes every match since. Yeah, they bought him for big enough money. I mean, he's bought. They kind of, I think, were eyeing up at him as a future player, and yeah, he's getting a chance in the team now. He looks, he looks pretty good. I think if you have three, three to four umlauts in your name. <laughs> You're automatically the, the guaranteed dude has four umlets in these names. Like, yeah. yeah, so you know he's going to score goals. Yeah, he I got do. an assist this week. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's all with the balls to the wall, Seamus, isn't it? Jeez, we covered a lot in that, didn't we? We did, we did, and we're just over time, so that's not too bad. If anyone wants to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Twitter at FBL Hangover. You can also shout us out an email at FBL Hangover at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're soon uh, going to be coming to a planet near you. Um, I also want to call call out the code for the FBL Hangover Mini League. We're going to wrap this up in a few weeks, but right now it's still open. The code is ELN5Z3. In the words of Seamus, that's Echo Lima Niner 5 Zebra. 3 is Zebra, the code for Z. Zulu. But anyway. Ah, balls. That's the only one I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just because N9er, people could be putting N9. Yeah. ELN5Z3. Get your shit there. And uh, yeah, I think we'll all see you uh, next week, lads. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, may your, hours, may your hours be green. Hopefully, we'll have our green arrows as well. On back to back race, we need some green arrows. Yeah, yeah. God bless. <laughs>